Hi, welcome to Magic and Miracles. I'm Mary Peichel. I wanted to talk today about what we can do each day to stay connected and to stay in what I call the sacred flow, just to have a better day and a better experience. And what I use each day, usually first thing in the morning, is the practice of purification and alignment. And I do this with prayer and meditation and sometimes journaling. And I'll check in throughout the day when I become aware that it's needed. So if I become aware that I'm angry or I'm stressing or I'm thinking too much um, or I'm just not feeling comfortable or certain, I'll go back in and I'll check in with whatever I've brought up in my practice during the day. So I wanted to offer you today my practice breakdown and talk about what that means and what that looks like. And remember, your practice You might already have one. If you don't have one, this is what I did to sort of find my practice. I just read and I used other people's practices and eventually I found what worked for me. Um, So I wanted to offer you my practice today and what I do to stay in the sacred flow and find peace and when I'm aware enough, get there no matter what I'm feeling. That's what this practice will help you with. So what is the sacred flow? The sacred flow is what I call being in alignment with your true, authentic, divine self. It's that self or that awareness of us that is the experience and the expression of joy, love, and peace. And when you're in that alignment, you will feel it. So you can tell if you're connected by how you're feeling about what's going on, how you're responding to things, Um, and it's a positive feeling, right? But... Sometimes, you know, we, we're human beings, we have this dual nature, there are things that cause us grief, there are things that cause us fear and sadness, so how can we stay in the sacred flow when our feelings are just so strongly tied to some kind of opposite experience, like the opposite of joy or peace? And what we can do then is just have an intention or a willingness to experience peace. So you can use some stuff from A Course in Miracles, like I could see peace here instead, or I choose love as my teacher. Um, You can offer compassion and love and kindness. So if I were having a really difficult time and just really feeling not so great and not being able to switch lanes so easily, I'll just simply, I'll put my hand on my chest and I'll just say, I offer peace and compassion to the part of myself that is suffering. And you can do this for the world. Sometimes, you know, with everything that's going on, we don't really know what to do or how we can help. We can offer compassion. And if we keep doing that, we might be led to offer more. So if you're feeling a little bit overwhelmed and a little bit maybe jealous or fearful or angry or sad, don't worry about that. Don't worry that allowing yourself to feel those things is going to cause you to be out of alignment. We really want to be present with anything that comes up for us because it will actually help bring us back into alignment. But whatever it is, you can offer compassion to it. And in time, you will begin to feel what it is you are offering. So what we give out, we actually bring up in ourselves. And sometimes we need to call it forth. And once we do, it gets easier and easier to hold compassion, peace, um, love, and challenging times. So the more we call upon this, or we're willing to experience this instead, or we ask for help, right? I'm here, help me to heal this. 
in time, we'll be able to switch those lanes much easier. And it might not happen all at once or overwhelmingly. There's things in my life where I can find myself caught up in, right? I can leave the door open a little bit and the ego just kind of comes in and I can say, wait a minute, I've done this work. I choose peace instead. And I can pretty easily switch a lane in some circumstances. But in others, right, it might, I might have to go back to this kind of beginner's mind as the Buddhists call it. I'm willing to see peace instead. I'm willing to hold compassion. And I might have to sit with some really uncomfortable feelings for a while and just allow myself to be present with the experience no matter what is what is up for me. That is a sacred flow. It's being present with the experience no matter what it is and being willing to see peace instead, being willing to receive the healing, being willing to receive God's divine guidance. So to help me to do this, each morning I start the day with a practice of purification. And this practice brings me into an, into alignment with my higher self and with the universe and the divine plan that is already set up for me today. And I do this because I know that I can't reach my goals alone that I'm a co-creator with God, with the universe, and that I can't use my own mind by myself to handle all that will come up for me. And when we do this, when we have this practice of purification, we receive our daily bread, so to speak. Um, Our daily bread is kind of what we need to accomplish our goals today. It's our divine lessons. It's all the guidance that's already put in place for us to, to receive when we accept our divinely guided assignments. So A Course in Miracles says our only goal or function is salvation. So this is a daily spiritual practice to help us do this. Through this practice, we come to experience salvation and we are our salvation. The salvation that we are seeking is us. Um, The Course says that miracles are everyone's right, but purification is necessary first. So I wanted to talk about this practice today with you. Um, A daily practice is like purifying the mind so that we can see clearly and not block any guidance or gifts that may be in store for us to help us. So what that means is when we have a morning practice where we say, okay, I'm open to receiving, I surrender my will to the higher will, I know that when I do so, I'm divinely guided, I open to the gifts and the opportunities and the blessings and all that God or the universe has in store for me today. We are actually allowing for the supports that we need, the doors that we need to open, the information to come to us. So opening ourselves up, purifying our minds, recognizing that nothing outside of yourself can save you, that nothing outside of yourself can give you peace. Um, But this also means that nothing outside yourself can hurt you or disturb your peace or upset you in any way. So it kind of puts you in this neutral place that no matter what is going on, you can stay grounded, you can stay connected, you can stay guided. And the more you stay connected to that sacred flow, you'll find yourself just kind of flowing through the difficult times, feeling more supported, not lasting in them too long. It doesn't go into depression or anxiety or what some people experience as bipolar or psychotic symptoms. Those are really just expressions of our mind kind of fighting us back, right? When we're too much in our mind and using our mind, we'll find resistance in the mind. Remember, the ego is set up to want to seek peace and love, right? Just like our higher self, but it's also designed to never let us find it. And we can use the difficult stuff. Chogam Trungpa, one of my 
favorite Buddhist Zen teacher says, you don't go looking for people to abuse you, but if you happen to find them, use them. So we can use what happens to us during the day, even if it's not so great or not what we would have intended for ourselves, we can use it to walk the path even deeper. We can use it to strengthen our practice of presence, forgiveness, and ultimately it will deliver us more peace. So the very things that we experience in any given day that might feel negative or shook our path has really offered us an opportunity to ground us even further into our authentic self if that is what we choose to do with it, if that's how we choose to see it. If we choose to surrender and ask for peace instead or be willing to forgive even when we don't want to, these people, these situations, these internal experiences against peace can actually cause us to become more grounded in peace. And a daily practice of prayer and meditation will help you to be able to do this. And that's what I mean by, and the Course says, you know, you don't do this alone. When you go into meditation and you surrender and you allow yourself to receive the universe and all that is set up for you in the day and you pray and you ask, right? Get really real in your prayers and ask for deliverance, ask for that transcendence. And even if you don't believe it or feel it, just be willing to receive it. This practice will help you to be able to do what it is that you have set out in your intention to connect to the sacred flow. So a simple practice that you can use during the day when you become aware that maybe you're not connected with the sacred flow or you are aware that you're experiencing some strife in a relationship or in a certain area of your life, instead of thinking about the problem and trying to use your mind to solve the problem, remember you want to be the co-creator and the universe and God speaks in the language of love, right? When you go to, um, let's say, from my beginner's mind toolbox, there's lesson 32 from A Course in Miracles, I could see peace instead of this. It's one of the most beautiful, simple, and most powerful um, expressions that you could use. All you have to do is be willing and the universe will come to your rescue. Even if it, you're not aware of it right away, you will it anyway. You just do it and do it and do it until it shows up. I remember when I first started using this lesson, I would practice it while driving. I used to get really triggered by road rage and I would be, I wouldn't be physically aggressive, but I would get very emotional by others driving and it would cause me anxiety and I would go into stories and I would feel internally rageful and I didn't want to feel that way because I have to drive every day and I you know one day I had this idea that this is not good for me it's not healthy for me physically this is setting me up just to think more negatively about other areas in my life so I started practicing this lesson around that and I had to tailor it to start with willingness because I couldn't be cut off on the highway and say I choose peace instead I just it wasn't working I didn't feel it I didn't believe it So I started with the willingness. And what I would say is I'm willing to see peace instead of this. And what this does is it opens you up for help from the universe to actually be able to see peace, to experience peace and feel peace, and eventually to offer peace to the people that piss you off. I know that sounds crazy, but it's a practice and you will get there. So the universe is full of help to us when we become willing. It was only a short time after this with persistent willingness that I, be, that I began to become 
less triggered when I was driving. It happened pretty quickly. I would say maybe within two weeks, I was able to say I could choose peace instead of this. So it doesn't take a long time. I know in the beginning it feels so dense and the feelings are so strong in the opposite way and it feels like you'll never get there. But in two weeks, and this was a lifelong thing for me the whole time I've been driving, you know, I had a lot of anxiety and that anxiety turned into kind of like this internal rage and fear. So two weeks, that's not a long time. I hope that inspires you um, if you need to hear that. So there's another opportunity for growth or to align or connect more to the sacred flow through this practice. And it's called what the Course calls a holy instant. And this is where we become aware of ourselves, right? We become aware, okay, I'm having this really strong negative reaction to this thing. And what do I do now? I can get aggressive. I can call this person a million names, right? I can do something crazy or I can say I'm willing to choose peace instead. That is the miracle, right? The miracle is the shift in perception from fear to love. And we start with a willingness. And then when we do that, have gratitude for it. Like that rocks. Like I just did that. When you do that, when you give gratitude to yourself, like a pat on your back, you thank the universe for offering you this wonderful tool to free you. I mean, maybe that's why it only takes two weeks in some instances to change such an ingrained response. Gratitude is sort of like the valor, which is an essential oil that increases the potency of all other essential oils. I use Young Living. I love them. Um... It's kind of like a supercharger for anything that you're doing. Add some gratitude on it and you'll get the results a lot quicker. And you can say something like, I'm grateful for the help of the universe and the willingness of myself for this peace that I now experience or that I'm coming to experience. Um, Gabrielle Bernstein has this thing that she says that I love and it's simple. Thank you more, please. So when you are aware of feeling a certain way that's in alignment or you receive something, some gift, or you are aware of yourself, right? You do something that you're proud of. Thank you more, please. Acknowledge, ask, and be grateful. And this is the ultimate recipe for manifesting, for manifesting connection with your divine self, experiencing your divine self, living a life in the expression of your divine self. So a consistent daily practice first thing in the morning and sometimes in the evening is really ideal. So I like on a crunch day, 20 minutes meditation, a little prayer, but more realistically, maybe 30 minutes to an hour for a morning practice. So, and that would include maybe reading, listening to a podcast or a talk, um, Anything that uplifts you. So this is all based in feeling. You want to start to feel your way into a better experience in life. And your practice is what works best for you. So for me, I start with meditation and I get into the present moment where you can, that's where you can connect with God. That's where you can receive divine guidance. That's where you can go into non-resistance of what is up for you. Remember, meditation is kind of like it will support you in your intention throughout the day. So it helps you to be able to do what it is that you're wanting to do. So how do I not get angry at my coworkers or my boss? I don't know how to do that. 
it's not you that actually does it. You get into connection with divinity. And as you become more divine through that experience, you're able to do it. It happens to you through you. So I get in, I start with meditation, I breathe and I connect intentionally to the sacred flow. So I'll breathe in and take in the whole universe into every cell. I take in its light, its wisdom, its potential. And when I exhale, I release resistance to knowing that I am the universe and experiencing life from the perspective that I am the universe so that I am a limitless being that I, my true self is beyond the limits of the material world. And I take in the love of God. I allow for the love of God to come into each cell. I ask for God to enter my heart, my mind, my thoughts, my words, my actions, so that everything is guided by him today. What I'm impulsed to say, my responses to things. And then I sit. I sit with myself. I sit with what is up for me. I sit with the universe. Um, I sit with the knowledge that the universe is in me and around me and connected to all things. I sit with whatever's up for me physically and emotionally, and I do my best just to watch and experience it. It's like being aware of everything and nothing all at the same time. So I'm aware of the presence of God and sometimes maybe other beings if they feel they need to show their presence. And I just allow for the experience to be what it is. Joe Dispenza says that this kind of open awareness meditation is where the universe and God can really come in and start to divinely guide you. And a lot of it will be subconscious. You you might just feel a little bit more peaceful or maybe you don't. Maybe you feel a little restless in meditation, but we'll talk about that. But when you can sit and not attach your attention to any one thing in particular, you're actually opening yourself up. You're opening yourself up to healing, to divine guidance, to um, be directed in ways that you can do yourself. And then I step into my role as co-creator with the universe, and I'll set my intentions for the day, and you know whatever that might be. And then I open to my divinely guided assignments. So as much as I have my own intentions or intentions for the day, I open up to what the divine plan is. So when maybe my specific intention doesn't fold, unfold in the way that I expect it to, I'm not too tightly clung to those intentions. So Oprah has this great thing, my heart is open to all possibilities, or I release this intention to a plan far greater than mine. So I include that in my practice. I set my intention. I open to my divinely guided assignments. And then I open to what's for my greatest good. Because remember, you know, be careful what you ask for. So you want to kind of, you want to be open. You want to allow yourself to co-create. You want to be guided. And when you do that, all the support you need, all the doors, information, money, feeling. So if there's something you're intending, but you need the confidence or the certainty, that can be divinely inspired through you. And this practice delivers it to you. And I call in to be present for all that God has called me to do today and to accomplish all that he would have me do. So God has many callings for us each day. It may be to be a parent and an employee and a dishwasher and a carpool driver and a yoga student and a wife. So some of these things we may want to see for ourselves and others we may not. 
But when we show up for all that we are called to do with a willingness to be present and be in service, we will be perfectly guided and supported and we'll find joy in those things. So when we choose to be about the divine assignments laid out for us and look for the gift and opportunity in them, then we will experience them with joy and fulfillment. It's much different Um, to look upon something that is up for us in a day with resistance we're not in alignment with God's plan and the work he would have for us today. And this resistance breeds unhappiness and we will be working alone and harder and not with God and all the support and miracles that the universe wants to give us. We'll block it and we'll experience strife and suffering and anger and resistance and agitation amongst other things. I wanted to talk a little bit about just some of the elements of a practice and what I've experienced myself and what a lot of clients have brought to me. You know, some of you listening might have a really great meditation practice and know this. Um, but you know, again, beginner's mind, we can't hear something too much. The more we hear it, the more we receive it, the more it is ingrained in us as a core belief and the more it becomes what we experience. So what I hear the most from a lot of clients is I can't meditate that they sit and they close their eyes and they're, they become unfocused or irritated and they stop, right? So they subscribe to the belief that they can't. And another one I hear all the time, I'm too anxious to meditate. Like, this is who I am. I'm an anxious person. I have anxiety. It won't work for me. I won't be able to do that. I hear this so much. So if you're out there and you're kind of experiencing this, let's break that down a little bit for you. I want to support you and inspire you. Everybody can have a meditation practice. The first thing to understand when starting a meditation practice is what is getting in your way out there in life is going to show up immediately when you sit and close your eyes and you get quiet. And it's not showing up to show you or give you the message you're too anxious or you can't do it. It's showing up to show you what's getting in your way. So you can actually use it as good information. You don't have to see it as an adversary or an antagonist for you. You can see it as helpful. Like, great, my ego is showing me exactly what it uses, the stories it uses, the feelings it uses to get me out of alignment with my truth or disconnect me from the sacred flow. So if we begin to see it that way, it's not something that we have to resist or something we can judge it for anymore. And then usually what comes up after that is, okay, well, what do I do? What do I do with it? How do I get through it? And the answer is nothing. You become the observer of it. You observe, you experience, you watch. I love how Eckhart Tolle puts it. This is a quote from him. Be the silent watcher of your thoughts and behavior. You are beneath the thinker. You are the stillness beneath the mental noise. You are the love and joy beneath the pain. That is so beautiful and it's so true. And that is your guide for meditation. You allow yourself to sit and watch and experience. And it doesn't mean you don't get caught up and have reactions. But again, you'll be offered that holy instant. So when you become aware that you're caught up and that you're having a reaction, you can choose. You have a choice. That's your free will. You can come back to breath. You can sit and watch and observe your reaction. Right, So what we want to do, the goal is not in this Western world, we think the goal is to get really silent and quiet and not have any thoughts. That is not what meditation is at all. Meditation is 
being able to receive and experience whatever comes up for you during meditation, but to do it with non-judgment. So if you become aware that you're judging, when you become aware, it's important what you choose. This is how you recondition your brain. It's not that you're doing it. You're going to do whatever it is that your condition is based on in the present moment. So if you're highly reactive, that's going to happen in meditation and that's fine. But when we become aware that we're being reactive or that we're distracted or that we're in a story, what's going to start to change the core belief and change our experience and change how we feel is what we do when we're aware. We can say, forget this. I can't do it. I'm too anxious. And that's just, that's fine. But then we're going to go out there and have the same experience. If we see that we're caught up in meditation, like, wait a minute, for five minutes or two minutes or 40 seconds, I was caught up in the story. When the awareness comes in, what do you choose? You can simply choose a breath, come back to presence. You can offer compassion. You can just experience it and watch it. You can offer a mantra or an intention. I'm willing to see peace instead of this. Anything that would be in alignment with the sacred flow with your divinity is going to help you to start to change this. And this was really helpful to me. And I get a lot of good feedback from my clients about this particular piece of information. But, you know, your ego is designed to separate you. That's what it does. We come into this experience. We're no longer a spirit anymore, right? Remember, we are a soul. We have a body. So we come into this body. What keeps us separate is our ego. This ego construct allows us to have the experience of the self. And the ego's job is to keep us in this experience. So of course, it's going to do its job. It's autonomic, right? It's like breathing. We're breathing even when we're not aware. But when we become aware of our breath, we can we can affect it. We can breathe a little deeper, a little slower. We can be present with our breath. We can do the same thing with ego. So we're not in control of the ego. So you can't say, I can't meditate. I think too much. I'm too negative. I'm too anxious. That's just your ego being your ego. It has nothing to do with you, really. What we can do is when we become aware of the ego, we can affect it. We can say, hey, that's my ego. I'm going to offer some compassion to my ego. I'm going to thank my ego for showing me what it is I need to see, showing me where I'm disconnecting from my truth. So the ego, you know, is a horrible master, but a wonderful servant. So when we start to see it that way, we start to see ourselves a bit differently and we can relax a little bit. And that makes our transition or our willingness or our experience in meditation much easier. The second piece of information, and this was given to me in a random yoga class by a yoga teacher, is you have no control over when you become aware. So you're not aware of the ego inserting itself, and you're not in control over when you become aware. So you can be in meditation and be thinking about something for like a minute or two, which is an eon in meditation, and you can say, suddenly you'll become aware. So it's not that it took you too long to become aware. That's beyond you. That is the gift of awareness and insight. Remember, it's once we become aware, that's when we have the power and we get to make the choice. That's the holy instant. We can choose that miracle. We can shift the perception. And meditation is cumulative. Every time we do this, it gets easier and easier. And what we're doing in meditation becomes our experience outside. 
So the more we sit in meditation, the more we sit in observance and non-reaction, the more we choose peace. It's like a little mini powerhouse meditation that that it, it bleeds over into our daily experience. So 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes of meditation a day is really going to change how you're experiencing. You'll become less reactive. You'll be able to choose peace or joy or love instead. It just sort of happens to you through you, which is why it's such a great practice. And again, the I think I spoke about this in the first podcast, but it doesn't take that long. It's more persistency and consistency. 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes, once or twice a day. Within a couple of weeks, you'll really start to see some changes in your behavior and your reaction. And as you start to change in your behaviors and reactions and your emotional frequency, you'll start to attract different things, more positive experiences. So that's what I mean when I say, you know, you can have an experience and an expression of living in connection to the sacred flow. You'll start to manifest by default from your sacred flow. So we're always manifesting. We can be manifesting consciously. We can be manifesting subconsciously by default, by where our core beliefs are, by what our internal script is. So the more we do this, our default frequency rises and we start to manifest better experiences, better things. And throughout the day, right, it's the same thing as in our meditation. We're going to get caught up in things, but when we become aware, that's when we have the power. So throughout the day, when you become aware, you can have a little mantra. That's why reading and listening to things are so important. Write down the stuff that inspires you and use them. I will put reminders on my phone and all day long, these little inspirational things that I've read or heard will pop up. I change them. I might. I have things all over my house on sticky notes, things that inspire me. So it just helps to kind of get that information or make it available to you so that you become more insightful during the day. So when you become aware during the day that you're caught up, come back to center. Take a breath. Sit with your heart. Experience it. I could see peace instead. I'm willing to choose peace instead, but it's really hard. Thank you for helping me and supporting me. So when you start to do those things during the day in response to what you're, how you're being triggered, your response starts to change and then your experiences start to change. So once something doesn't trigger you so much anymore, you'll find that that experience just kind of falls away for you. So this practice is about getting in alignment with your divine plan Um, I hope that some of what I've spoke about will help you to do that. And before we end with a meditation, I want to just share a little excerpt, a little quote from A Course in Miracles. Once you accept his plan as the one function that would fulfill, there will be nothing else the Holy Spirit will not arrange for you without your effort. He will go before you making straight your path and leaving in your way no stones to trip on and no obstacles to bar your way. Nothing you need will be denied you. Not one seeming difficulty will melt away before you reach it. You need take thought for nothing, careless of everything except the only purpose you would fulfill. And the only purpose you would fulfill is salvation, is joy, is peace. So how can I be in servitude in this situation? How can I offer peace? How can I offer joy? So that's a really powerful practice. When you don't know what to do or you're really suffering, and you become aware, how can I be in servitude here? What can I do? 
right? How can I offer peace? How can I put some light on this? I remember yesterday I was in a store and they were having some problems and I was running late for something and I was online for like 15 minutes and it was a little store. I had one little thing and I started to get really agitated and I remembered that everything that was put forth for me today is divinely guided and it's an assignment every second. No second is wasted for you in this experience. So I had that holy instant and I chose to be really present with where the universe or God would have me and how could I be of service? And I noticed that the woman that was kind of holding up the line looked kind of embarrassed and she looked, so I just said a little prayer of peace for her and it really just changed my experience about how I felt. So that's what I mean. We can use the stuff to really walk this path and that stuff is rewarded. You're rewarded with peace. You're rewarded with you know, patience and whatever else might come your way when you're walking this path. So let's end with a little intentional prayer on purification. This is a practice that I have every day and sometimes I need to call this practice in during the day. It's really simple and I invite you to use it, to change it, if it inspires you or if it's helpful in any way. So just take a moment, take a deep breath, Come to center on each in-breath. Allow yourself to receive the divine wisdom and love of the universe to enter into your mind, your heart, every cell in your body. And I open to receive this day. I surrender my will to the higher will and I connect to the sacred flow. I offer my mind, my heart, my thoughts, my words, my actions, my perceptions and my expectations to be guided by God in peace today. I open to my divinely inspired assignments today. And I choose to be about the gifts and the blessings in every moment that I experience. And I know when I do so, I'm perfectly taken care of. Where would you have me go? What would you have me do? What would you have me say? And to whom? The highest in me honors the highest in all that I experience today and all that I come across. I am grateful. Namaste. Thank you. I hope that some of this was inspiring to you and helpful and have a wonderful day.